0: Today on Season 3, Episode 35 of the Unknown Packers Podcast, Matt Fralick of Packers Worldwide and pack Podcast comes back to visit the UPP studio. Listen in as Matt talks about the process behind his Where They At project, as well as his favorite training camp memories. Bryce leads the second-half conversation where they talk new camp, roster modifications, player opt-outs, and more. And we wrap up with Matt addressing the who is the last man standing in Green Bay question. We are one day closer to football, Packer fans. And now it's time for New Camp, Matt Fralick. On tap.
1: This is Green Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay. Thank you so much for following the Unknown Packers podcast.
2: Touchdown! Dagger! Al Harris! 56 yards! To a game winning touchdown! Green Bay Packers!
0: Go! is Go! Isn't everything, but it's the only Go!
1: Green Green and yellow Green and yellow Green and yellow green
0: and and Let me yellow, tell you this Green Bay is a great town This is green Bay, green, Bay, green, Bay, green
2: Bay
1: And welcome to the Unknown Packers podcast for our next episode New Camp Matt Fraelic on tap we continue our New Camp series and our guest episode tradition so far in 2020 with our latest guest episode coinciding with the Packers training camp And I am thrilled to introduce Matt Fralick, a Pack a Day podcast and Packers Worldwide. You get your first self titled guest episode. We scammed you last time. You were in for Draft Crushes on Tap. We had our guest questions, but we had yet to go with the self titled on tap episodes. And here you are. You get your own. How are you feeling? I'm feeling I'm
2: feeling great. That was a pretty darn good intro, Bryce. I appreciate that. Um, as far as my own self-titled episode, eh, no, not here nor there. I guess it can boost my ego a little bit. We can talk a little about some stuff I'm doing, but I'm excited just to hypothesize about what training camp going to look like. Talk about uh, some of the stuff we're doing at Packers Worldwide and Pack a Day podcast, and just to connect with you, man. I saw you on the uh, game on Wisconsin three-hour mega stream over this past weekend, and I I must say your face when Vernon Scott came on you were so freaking jack, man that it was just like <laughs> it was so genuine which was like the best part about it just to see your reaction and like it was that was cool I was it was cool to see you I didn't I liked your setup I it looks like you got a nice little like I, I feel like you put some time to that you had the black wall painted it's I, I like what mm-hmm. you got going there it looked, looked like a like a homey little area to be recording and doing some Packer stuff
1: I appreciate it my man and I'm glad you tuned in yeah I was not expecting Vernon Scott to come on and so when Jacob Westendorf Uh, For all those that are uh, are listening, a couple weeks ago, now that you're listening to this recording, I was on Game On Wisconsin for their mega show, and I was on for about 10, 15 minutes, and right when I logged on, I was informed that I would be splitting my time with another person, and I had no idea who it was going to be, and then all of a sudden I see Vernon Scott, his name pop up, and yeah, that was the genuine reaction. I was thrilled to uh, share the screen with him, listen to him how excited he is about the Green Bay Packers, his pick six, his little prime time moves after his pick six. Yeah, I was fired up. I'm glad that you tuned in and uh, I appreciate the kind words. I I do have a little setup in here. I do my own sign language interpreting work down here as well as recording. And with the lockdown and pandemic, uh, I wanted to make this little area cozy and make it welcoming. And since I spend so much time in here, so I'm glad that you took notice and we're off to a firing start and I'm thrilled again. This is our third time recording. We uh, talked about the history of Ron Wolf the first time that we connected. Mm-hmm. And then we had you on for it was right at the beginning of our guest episode editions and you were on for Draft Crush on Tap before the draft. But I'm curious, talk about your ventures with Packaday podcast, how long you've been with them when are your episodes released? What's the latest work that you've done with them? Who do you record with? Of course.
2: Uh, so pack day Podcast, we just celebrate our two-year anniversary, which is crazy to think about. I've been with Janelle Mackey uh, for the long haul. Uh, you can find her on Twitter, Big Mac underscore four. We, it's crazy to think about. Like We actually recorded our first episode in Lambeau Field Atrium. Now, oh, nice. sounds great it sounds amazing but when you get eight minutes in and there's a tour going on and they just are like in the same area where you're at they're like mind you there's not a great cozy spot like you have to record an episode so it's like kind of <laughs> and you can't really get into a lot of spots right it's so um ever since then we've been together dan cocknick join us along the way i'll hop nice. on once in a while with andy herman everyone knows him and when we do draft stuff kind of like you guys do you kind of have to uh split up the teams a little bit get in some people mm-hmm. that know a little bit more so that i like to dive Absolutely. into the draft stuff so uh, yeah we have a podcast come out every other Tuesday we just had one I guess yeah it's we're, we're cruising through we're excited to talk about training camp and and what have you we had we were able to do the uh, basically the recording the night before when training camp started so that's cool when um, timelines nice. coincide with our schedule but thankfully we have a lot of great people that contribute to pack a day podcast because um, it's an everyday podcast and you and I mm-hmm. know anyone that's ever tried to put out content whether it be a podcast YouTube series whatever it's it's tough to stay consistent with that and uh, be able to edit and do post-production. That can, sometimes takes twice as long, but uh, luckily we have podcasts every day, so leading up to training camp and into the season when we have a season, fingers crossed, uh, it's always great yeah. to get different perspective and and get different insights from people. But it's it's it doesn't seem like two years when I think about when Janelle and I first met and recorded at Lambeau Field, and I imagine if I would go back and listen to that podcast now, just like anyone would go listen to something they put out two years ago. It's cringeworthy. I can only imagine. <laughs> and just some of the takes we had, I remember uh, Jamal Williams was a rookie. Aaron Jones was a rookie. Uh, who was the other gentleman they drafted in that draft? Was it De- Devontae Mays? Is that the name I'm yeah. thinking of? Yeah. Um, nice. I think they had one other dude on, on the roster, but we we were highlighting the the running backs at the time. I remember that was our assignment and just discussing how and if Aaron Jones would get opportunity coming off his two-game suspension, uh, being able to pl- finally play week three. And I guess at, at this yeah. point, you look at him um, maybe playing himself out of Green Bay, if you have his... A fantastic season that's really where we're mm-hmm. at now so it's it's been a journey and um, without that venture I would have never been able to connect with uh, you guys over at unknown Packers podcast be with the Packers worldwide team now and then just mm-hmm. you know know all the great people that were on like the game on Wisconsin megastream and that so it's it's I feel fortunate just to have that ecosystem out there on the Twitter sphere and now actually meeting some of these people in real life when we're allowed that's gonna be a blast
1: yeah and I'm you said a best ecosystem and I'm a firm believer in doing this podcast. It's not about, quote unquote, making it big. It's about the connections you make, how you learn a little bit more about yourself, about the team that you cover, and just you talking about it from Aaron Jones getting drafted to then suspension. And now going into, if we do have a season, uh, what type of uh, year he could have. And like you said, play himself out of a contract, that beautiful trajectory of when you do a podcast, you get to see the evolution, not only of your podcast, not only the the craft of podcasting, but also the evolution and the transformation of players. You follow them along. You get to know them a little bit better. You get to connect with them a little bit better. So I'm thrilled to have you again talking about Green Bay Packers. When we recorded, uh, man, must have been a year and a half ago, maybe. Something like that, yeah it was automatic and having you back on draft crushes on tap that little hiatus and all you know full steam ahead and here we are yet again and it feels great to connect with you like i said that's the beautiful thing about doing the podcast is really connecting with other like-minded people that care about the team as much as i do and with that your packers worldwide how long have you been with them now and what's your what's your role with them because that's a new venture.
2: Yeah, so that's an interesting story. So basically, it was back in, I want to say late February, Um, I had Ryan Bowman, uh, the founder of PackersWorldwide.com and everything else reigning under that. He reached out to me, he's from Canada, and I didn't really, I think I'd maybe seen the Packers Worldwide Twitter account maybe sporadically, but never really took notice of it. And there's a reason why. He was trying to launch a website, trying to launch a podcast, do some blogs, and he reached out to me and it was kind of one of those things where I was like, well, let me, let me hear this guy out. Like there's people, I mean, this isn't braggadocious by no means, but like there's people that'll hit me up every now and then just to like, mm-hmm. um, be like, Hey, who can, um, you know, who's looking for people to blog? Who, you know, what right. are you guys doing for guests and stuff? And I always feel those questions. Don't get me wrong. Like I love facilitating people to go and talk to you know the the people that i know can put them in connection at least give them a start and i've been able to do that in the last few months because i think people are looking for something extra to do um But so Ryan reaches out, uh, we have a few Zoom calls. And by that point, uh, when we started connecting late February, early March, Zoom was, um, didn't know it would become such a habit with our Packers worldwide (laughs) team or even just my real world life. Uh, So that was cool. But we connected, we discussed many options about how to run the website and his goals, my goals. And we basically established ourselves as a new uh, Packers website podcast and blog. We we definitely have room for improvement. He has two kids. I have a full-time job with other extracurriculars going on, but it's it's a great place to bounce ideas off each other, like you mentioned, Bryce, talk packers, and basically have an, uh, a canvas to just experiment, put out our content, and to be able to express ourselves. So we've been putting out content pretty regularly since, mm-hmm. I want to say... Early April, we launched the website. We launched it with a uh, two of our blogs, uh, one of which I wrote on just the culture shift from Matt Lafleur, which I need to go back and read that because I feel like it was been so long since I wrote that, and I feel it's a, it's important and relevant, and maybe gets old, you know, missed by some fans or the media, like just the the shift that he was able to produce, cutting loose the Mike McCarthy era, era, adding some of those free agents, especially like Cedarius Smith, to add that veteran veteran leadership. Um, mm-hmm. But mind you, just putting out podcasts with those boys. Uh, so Ryan Bowman, we have Ryan Schoberg. He is in the TV world out in the Minneapolis area. So he puts out some blogs for us. We're going to start doing some video components here rec- in, coming in the future. And it's it's great to have people, like we mentioned, to be able to bounce ideas off of. Uh, shout out Jacob Westendorf. I know he's a friend of the podcast. He, uh, he's he yeah. been putting us on to some stuff that, to, to try to just create a proper use of your time, right? To not, you know, spend so much time doing some things, maybe invest in a little technology that way. So we're really excited to to start implementing that. But we have about eight or nine podcasts under our wings. We have your man, Ken Ingalls, of course. We had him on a podcast. We had Dusty Evely to talk Obviously what nice. he knows best about is uh you know eleven on eleven and film breakdown. But it's been mm-hmm. a fun ride over there and just um try new things out, right? We're we're not the you know, Mickey Mouse website of we have a website, right? We're not just random, you know, fly by the seat of your pants, anchor dot com or anchor fm podcast. We don't yeah. have one blog. We got some content out there, but we're not we're not as big as we want to be yet. So there's there's room for growth, which is exciting and we have an opportunity now when we get into the season to actually not only grow but really test ourselves to see what we can come up with right like draft draft time was fun we put out some content that way we saw some buzz around our um, website with that but now it's like it's it's time like we've practiced enough we've been in the batting cage now it's time to hit the ground running so we're excited for that and um i can't say enough about just the people that have been able to connect with us and it's just like that like again i have to go back to that word because you hit on it again it's an ecosystem like where you just have some really cool people um, to connect with and uh, and and build and just share ideas with in this Packers Twitter.
1: Well, I love it. Well, congratulations on everything with Pack a Day and with Packers worldwide. With what we've done with the Unknown Packers podcast, I can empathize. It's a journey and it's a constant reflection and application and trying to get better. So uh, I think you said it best, a good use of your time. We've transitioned from where it's, it's a hobby, a pastime, where you just want to talk Packers to actually, we we want to make sure that when listeners come in, that, they're, that their time's not being wasted. And I think that with the guest episodes and our new camp series, excited to continue the tradition with you, Matt. And speaking of Packers worldwide. You had your latest article that was published called "Where They At," mm-hmm. the one location to find the entire Green Bay Packers roster on social media, and I was stunned. Our boy, I guess our new boy, J.K. Scott, ain't down with no social media apparently. Nothing, man, nothing. And that's funny <laughs> you say that. That's thank you
2: because I went back through after the, the the next day after I put that out, and I just was trying to see the holes that I had created. And, and mind you, there were some webs, I went down and there was probably a few guys, definitely some undrafted guys where it took me maybe 10-15 minutes to find their Instagram specifically or their their Twitter. I, I vividly remember Stanford Samuels the third. I stumbled <laughs> across his and everything I was Googling, it was supposed to be this link and i go there and it's like either he sold that account and it's like it's some random foreign country under some I don't even know what I want to say German but it's not but like someone took it over it's like at SS I think three eyes but there's yeah so back to JK Scott I looked up JK Scott's uh, Twitter like right when he was drafted and I couldn't find it couldn't find it couldn't find it and I've done it ever since maybe two or three times in this last time obviously I went down I'm like okay we're really gonna buckle down and try to find it (laughs) nothing. And the same with Instagram. So I, I guess I have no idea why J.K. Scott's on uh, on social media. If anyone has his Instagram or Twitter, feel free to email us, uh, info at com. We're looking to add those few. <laughs> I, there's not a lot of gaps. And it was kind of a competition right. with myself. I think there might be 15 of them out there and J.K. Scott. And um, yeah, he's got two out of the, the 15. So, I mean, but it, it was fun to create that. I, was,
1: uh, I bet. It was a, How it was long did that take you?
2: Great question. Um, I did it in waves. So I initially, my initial start was on a Friday before I was going up to my cottage. I think it was Memorial Day weekend. I printed off the entire roster. And while I was at my cottage, no Wi-Fi. But I started formatting it a little bit and knowing how I was going to break it down. I I did some sections in there. Just like superstars, up and coming players, young guns, uh, rookies, whatever it was. Yeah. uh, Some humor in there, which I can't take all credit for. Ryan Bowman helped me with the title. Helped me with some of those titles. So... Uh, but started with that and then kind of evolved every now and then when I have some free time, right. And just sit down maybe for an hour and break down 10 guys or really when I really would kick some butt is Saturday mornings. That's usually, if I'm not <laughs> out of town traveling, Saturday mornings, cup of coffee around seven thirty, eight am and just nice. grind that out till brunch time. So that was, that was the time. But I knew the night before training camp, um, I was going to have to finish that baby because there was no better time than then to put that out because preseason was going to be a few weeks away, and it never happened, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, September 13th is the first Packer game. Seemed too far gone to do that, and like some of those players are going to be cut, right? We're now down to 80-player yeah. rosters. So 87, it, it, yeah. 80-whatever, 80, yeah. So it's to get to I just felt like it was important to do so you just had to grind it out and a little bit of a late night and especially formatting it you think it's going to take you 15 minutes and it ends up taking you know 45 (laughs) but it was it was all worth it and there's um there's some easter eggs on that thing so some people have found it already but um it's it's it was a fun journey to go down and I'm I was pretty excited how it turned out but again really just again back to the use of your time right there's a lot of Packer podcasts out there. There's a lot of blogs out there. There's a lot of video content out there. There's there's certain people that I like to listen to, you guys being one of them. There's certain people I like to read. And it's just, you kind of got to pick and choose, right, because it's a little diluted. Yeah. But I think what I'm trying to do, at least what we're trying to do at Packers Worldwide now, is come up with new stuff. What What haven't we seen out there? There's a ton of evolution. There's a ton of... startups that have started and died there's some still coming around that are trying to polish themselves and there's some that have Mm -hmm. you know established themselves for a long long time but we're trying to come up with new ideas and that's hard especially right now it kind of seems like we we were talking um yesterday before we started recording just how i just feel like there's so much stuff that's been beat down but there is some new news that we've um had come out in the last i guess even today or the last few days just with players across the league deciding hey doesn't make sense for me to play ball right now but yeah that that podcast right. or excuse me that blog that was a that was a fun piece of content and something we can reference throughout the entire season.
1: Uh, I love the ingenuity behind it uh, and I love how you broke it down and yeah for those that haven't packersworldwide.com check out where they at Matt Fralick's uh, most recent article uh, regarding the Packers roster on social media and as we wrap up New Camp, Matt Fralick on tap, continuing our new Camp series and our guest episodes with Training Camp, this new look, this new camp that myself and Ken have been talking about throughout the New Camp series. I'm bummed. I, I, I'm trying to process it. I'm trying to stay optimistic. And with that, we've talked about some heavy things uh, these past episodes and wanted to bring some levity as we wrap up the first half. And with that, what is your favorite Packers training camp memory?
2: I have a few. Uh, two that come to mind are: we went on a family trip. I want to say when I was like twelve or thirteen in an RV out west, and I remember finishing a baseball tournament on a Sunday night, packing up the RV, and I think we drove or some for some reason we ended up in Green Bay. I'm not sure why, because we're from Stevens Point. Maybe maybe my my story is tied here. But anyways, we took a we took an RV to training camp and kind of stayed there one night and it was cool just to check that out right that was just an experience just to be able to pull up there camp out drive away uh i went there also back in man i wish i remember what year i want to say 20 2009 summer 2009 i had some mm-hmm. roommates i lived with and that was the first time it's going a good there year. As an, yeah first time going there as an adult and it was hot as heck out and after work, so it was a uh, must have been a five or six o'clock practice and just so many people. I don't remember there being mm-hmm. that many people because it was from the last time I saw them, they were on Oneida Street. And on, that would be the east side of Don Hudson Center. Now they're on the west side on the new one where the bleachers are built and just there's so many people. Um, other ones, I mean, I would say it's just being able to get so close to players. Uh, watching the reaction when a kid asks them to ride their bike, and then obviously the kid's reaction—I don't know which is more priceless. Uh, it probably just—I guess it depends if the bike lasts that little journey from yeah. the stadium to the field. If, it, if I, I remember, there's been some casualties in the past, but that's—I would say that's <laughs> number number one. Just—I've never had my bike ridden by a player. It'd be probably cool. It'd be probably weird. Now I'll be—I mean, we turn 30 at the end of August, so that would be a little strange. Let's but, change
1: that up next year.
2: Yeah, maybe we'll take it down there.
1: We'll, you and me. We'll, <laughs>
2: we can do that. I'm in for that. But all right, it's really it's really cool to see just that, and it gets national exposure too. That's that's the cool part. And yeah. players that have maybe played in a different situation. Let's go with Kinsley. Key, or excuse me. Let's go with Christian Kirksey playing with the Browns. Yeah. Good history there, but. If he was able to experience it this year I think it would have opened his eyes Devin Funches would have been a player as well obviously not unfortunately he can't won't, will not be playing but and then the rookies right the rookies maybe they come from the SEC the ACC the Big Ten and yeah. they think football's huge there and they get to here, they're like dang these people are lined up just to like watch us practice and these kids are riding yeah. bikes like so it's that just the bike aspect alone I think is amazing
1: I love it well I'm thrilled because we have a second half of New Camp, Matt Frelick on tap. We'll take a quick commercial
0: break. We'll be right back. Go Pack Go. This episode is brought to you by Sonic Transformation. Here at Sonic Transformation, we believe that every good audio project starts with a good foundation. We want to help you build that foundation, whether it be through commercial products or things you have around the house, no job is too big or small. We can make your podcast sound the best it can with what you have and a little nudging along the way. No equipment? No problem. Our consultants can help you get set up on your budget and in your space. Do you already have an established podcast but don't have the time to edit or just wish it sounded better? We can take care of that for you as well. Check us out at www.sonictransformation.com. Again, that's www.sonictransformation.com. Sonic Transformation. Your sound, refined.
1: And we are back with the second half of new camp, Matt Fralick on tap. And we're gonna switch gears a little bit. We talked about your background, talked about Packers training camp. And speaking of uh, the new training camp for the Green Bay Packers. And if people have been tuning into our new camp series, Ken has broken it down with uh, the new COVID amendments, all the reports of roster sizes, players being opted out give me your perspective. We have yet to talk, I mean, about wh- what? are what's going through your mind. You talk about your favorite Packers training camp memory being just the whole atmosphere and players coming here and realizing, oh my gosh, Green Bay is the Packers. And with that, such a new training camp what are you processing right now? What are you thinking about when it comes to the new look of this training camp?
2: Yeah, you said it best. Uh, the Packers are Green Bay, and Green Bay is the Green Bay Packers. There's all. I live in Green Bay, right? So I've lived here for what would it be now? Twelve years, and it's it's a huge deal, and not only from the passionate cult following, but the economics behind it. So yeah. it's a little it's it's difficult for me to process because. I look at it two ways one there's like the humanity factor right like is one football season really that big of a deal for trying to save let's just even save one live five lives ten lives a hundred thousand lives like right just like not having a season so I get that but the other aspect is there's bad stuff going on in this country now because people don't have jobs so mm-hmm. that being I don't even really need to discuss that but like if you don't have a job mm-hmm. you're gonna be desperate to do certain things and be in a situation where you feel desperate and if there's not that money coming into this economy in green bay and brown county like it goes back and forth like between how how you care for humanity if it's people staying safe medically or if it's people staying safe because they like actually have a a a job a nine to five 40 hours a Mm -hmm. week having an income to feed their family so it's been tough not not to get too deep and dark but i'm it stinks because I always look forward to during, you know, middle of the day, work day, grabbing a cup of coffee, maybe filling up the water at the water cooler and pulling up my phone, looking at Twitter and seeing the buzz that's going around, right? Uh, seeing who are the guys that are maybe making big plays I remember last year vividly the Lonnie Johnson Jay Sternberger incident where they yeah. had the inner squad practice and that was a huge buzz and Lon- yeah. it's just that back and forth and you don't have that and I was anticipating a little bit of stuff after um you know at least something other than them just getting tested I know we're getting out of that and it's getting into camp but it's it's been kind of boring, man. I drove actually mm-hmm. by the stadium today on my way to work, which is, you know, I don't don't think I don't know how fortunate I am to be able to do that because there's a lot of people that have never right. seen Lambeau Field, and the fact I'm just able to drive <laughs> whatever, just kind of, sometimes not pay it no mind. But, like, I saw, like, there was really no fans out there. Obviously, there was maybe two or three local reporters, but even that, they didn't have their... Uh, their station vehicles, it was just basically them on their own because they're still under some sort of you know work from home and whatever the case may be that some reporters aren't even reporting to to the stations right now. So it's just weird. The, the coverage has been strange, and I, I've said this before. I feel like there certain podcasts i will hop on, Packers Worldwide ones, Pack-A-Day podcasts, and I just feel almost unprepared where I don't have enough data to tell people because it, we just really all don't know. We don't know what yeah. capacity – the season's going to take place. We don't know what capacity reporters are going to be able to cover it. And we don't know what capacity we're even going to be able to say any practice. Like, are they even going to be outside? I, I still think they, I heard a rumor that they're going to be inside the Don Hudson Center. Yeah. And you're not going to see anything. So it's, it just sucks. It's really, we, you have no idea. And I think it's going to, we, we know oftentimes four preseason games isn't enough pregame to have you know hit the ground running week one week two week three now you're missing four of those games it's gonna take I mean it's the Packers have a uh, week five by week I'm assuming it'll take them up into that point to really get their feet under them and they have some tough games before that too
1: yeah I mean with the roster sizes being cut down as we record they're down to 87 and Packers making tough decisions as well, where you have to trim down your rosters to 80. You can do it now, or you can wait, um, I believe August 16th. And I know that the Lions came out and said that they're going to wait because it's not fair to players to cut them immediately, but the Packers have already done that. And I think that's another thing too, is myself and Ken have talked about how you're bound to make mistakes year in and year out, whether it's the draft, free agency, whether it's your 53-man roster. And now with this new look, this new camp, this COVID-influenced training camp, you're being forced to cut down immediately before you really have any sort of uh, bearing on what these players can do and what they can contribute to. And the one thing that I've mentioned is that I think it's a lock that all draft pick selections from this 2020 class are going to make it. And you're probably going to see undrafted free agents from years past that come with a big splash. Shannon Sullivan was an undrafted free agent who was selected by Philadelphia Eagles the year prior. We scooped him up in May of 2019, but he had a wonderful camp. Darius Shepard, who was a guy that wasn't undrafted, he tried out, made the 53-man outright. Alan Lazard, who was an undrafted free agent, not with the Packers, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, but another guy that blossomed in training camp. You're not going to see that. And so what's your take On usually there's one or two guys undrafted free agents. You mentioned Samuel's the third. Um, What are his chances making the roster when the Packers have to make these drastic cuts? Unfortunately, not very good. I mean, Stanford Stanford Samuel,
2: if he runs a decent forty instead of a four seven, like he has a chance to be drafted. He's he's a stud, Mm -hmm. Uh, versatile nickelback. But the problem is. Like you mentioned, these guys don't have a lot of opportunity to impress people. And the you, if you were drafted, you were drafted for a reason. Because I feel like a lot of teams put in some due diligence this year with their draft prep as they should. Um, maybe some of those picks didn't reflect it from the Packers. Some might argue. I might be in that camp a little bit. But Me too. You, you're not going to just scrap those guys. You invested all this time and resources into, into scouting. Um, they would really, I mean, there'd be some draft undrafted guys that would really have to blow the pants off some dudes to really make their way onto the roster, and especially with the lo- the, the the slim roster down, right, Is it goes from 90 to 80 this year, so that stinks, but... Um, Speaking of Stanford Samuel's the third, Andy Herman's still supposed to send me a flag because I am the, the I, I was taking a, a, a putting a flag in the in the ground saying that was my guy and at this point this is months ago but at this point now it's like well don't even bother Andy just save the postage and just wait wait <laughs> on that flag till next year because. It's it would be it's gonna to be tough. And any undrafted guy that makes a team this year, I'm very impressed with. Um, especially with yep. just like you mentioned, the the, the lack of interaction they're gonna have with coaches and th- their
1: fellow teammates. Unfortunately, I mean that that's the bummer. And every year, like I mentioned when I prefaced with the question, is that teams are gonna make mistakes. Uh, Gutukuns did luckily with uh, Alan Lazar didn't make the 53 man outright like he should have, and he was able to clear wa- waivers, and we were able to. Pluck him back. It wasn't like a Taysom Hill sort of incident, but even when you had all this time to view and to analyze and then make decisions, now you more than likely it's just going to say, oh, we're going to trim down to 80. And then so I I don't know if they're going to slowly increase down or if it's going to, you know, day by day, you're going to see one or another, but that's the thing that I am glued to is all right who's going to survive the first cut, and now who's going to make the 53-man roster? Mm. And and with that, I, I'm curious, when we talk about undrafted free agents, we talk about the draft class, 10 questions with Kyle Brandt. Uh, he had Aaron Rodgers on for a, a, an interview, and we highlighted that interview in the second half of our New Camp Part 2 on tap with myself and Ken Ingalls uh, that was released last week. But Rodgers, as he's getting interviewed, He mentions that as he's waiting for the Packers selection, he sees that the Packers trade up to 26 and he perks up and he goes, all right, you know, there was this guy from LSU. Maybe the Packers will take him before he got selected by the Minnesota Vikings in the 20s. There's this guy from Clemson that I like a lot. And knowing that you were a fan of T. Higgins, you talked about him in our Draft Crush on Tap episode, a guy that was in that end of the first round, early second round discussion. He was there for the Packers at 26. What's your view uh, now with Devin Funchess opting out, the big free agent acquisition for this wide receiver core, a guy that you really wanted in T. Higgins, not to say that the Packers were going to draft uh, T. Higgins, but you were clearly all in on wide receiver in the first round. And so now with the news of Funchess, the Packers taking Jordan Love, What's your vibe on overall the approach that was taken, and now the wide receiver core? I'd be lying if I said I was
2: happy right when Jordan Love was selected <laughs> after they trade up, especially with Patrick Queen on the board. That's who yeah, I thought they yeah. they moved up to get. I, you know, I thought there was decent value towards the end of the first round for the receivers, um, and I just knew going into it that was a very deep class for them. So I thought it was it would be advantageous to draft someone in a in a very abundantly Talented draft class with the receivers And take someone first round, maybe not But T. Higgins was a dude I I liked and I was Impressed by, and no shock, he goes First pick into day two By the Bengals, so interesting to see what He'll do there with His running mate now and fellow rookie Joe Burrow. but I I was Shocked by a lot of the picks Um, A lot of them have grown On me, I would say gut reaction The three offensive linemen In a row were fantastic I, I project at least one or two of those guys will probably get starting snaps in the future. I, I'm I'm very mm-hmm. optimistic about that, especially um, was it Jake Hansen Runyon? The, and Runyon Runyon's Hansen. a good one too. Mm-hmm. Both those guys, uh, the kid out of uh, Indiana. I'm not so sure, but uh, he's versatile from what I hear. But Vernon mm-hmm. Scott. You mentioned you're a fan uh, or, or at least at least starstruck by him. I was too that he popped up <laughs> with you guys. I just he he was someone I didn't have on my board at all. Josiah Deguara, mm-hmm. not sure where that came from. Those are the two that mm-hmm. I'm still sitting kind of in and not not overly great. Kamal Martin, I'm I'm not really don't have an opinion. I couldn't be more neutral on a pick. AJ Dillon's mm-hmm. grown on me. I have a Jordan Love jersey. Um, oh no
1: way yeah
2: yep definitely had to scoop one of those up put keep that baby on ice as the kids say so we're uh (laughs) we're uh it it was an interesting draft i would be it was uh, we did a four we did a, a, a live stream that evening um with all of our packers worldwide boys which was a lot of fun just to sit there and we had people come in and out and the chat was going pretty crazy but it was just cool just to you know Talk it up, and we hadn't really. I mean, this is again middle of a pandemic, so it was cool to be able to experience it together. Because more often than not, I'd be at a bar just housing pints and eating wings, so I didn't have that option. But I did at my house, and there's some pretty wild reactions to that selection by Jordan Love, especially after they trade up. So you can you can find that if you want and go find it on Packers Worldwide YouTube. It's it's long, so you can scrub through it, but. (laughs) <laughs> I That pick has grown on me a little bit. I just thought there was other needs there, especially defensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, the A.J. Dillon one, I think he's going to be a monster. Ryan Bowman has pretty much convinced me of that. Same with uh, Maggie Loney. I know a friend of yep. everyone's on uh, Packers Twitter. But yep. it's it was confusing, to say the least, and especially that they didn't address receiver, knowing that they only went out and got Devin Funches. I know Reggie Begelton's there, too. That he'll have an opportunity, I would think. Um, I think they're really relying on these young guys: MVS, yeah. Alan Lazard's, EQ coming off the injury, Jake Kumaro. He'll he'll get it in where he can fit in. So it's it, mm-hmm. one one way or another, um, they'll have some receivers to be able to throw the ball to. And I think it just shows you the paradigm shift shift from the Mike McCarthy area of the we might run it 15 times a game to now the. Coach LaFleur concept of we're going to definitely run it 25 times a game with a few different guys. Yeah. We might even run it more than that and we're going to even even show a run look before we'll pass to with the bigger uh, lines with Mercedes Lewis, Jay Sternberger, yeah. uh, Duguay, where they line him up. So that's going to be interesting to see. But I think that's that's kind of what you're seeing, right? That's the change, and we're not used to this because we've had Mike McCarthy in our you know PTSD, if you will, for 10 plus years. So we're we're not used to a running attack. But I think that's where we're seeing the NFL trend a little bit towards. You see, the Tennessee Titans, Baltimore Ravens, the Buffalo Bills. There's other teams out there I'm sure I'm missing but that are effectively able to run the ball. Of course, the San Francisco 49ers. How could I forget? So you're starting to see that as the trend, and I think that's somewhat where the Packers are going. I don't say it's a full in, but um, yeah, it was it was strange. No no receivers. I was I was blown away by that.
1: Well, and I mean, you were focusing in on a wide receiver in the first round. I was not. Uh, I was focusing in on an offensive uh, lineman. I thought that that was a bigger need. When they did move up to twenty six, I thought it was Patrick Queen. Even though in the back of my mind, I wanted them to take tackle and. With the wide receiver position, with Devin Funchess opting out, I've been trying to process it. And I, the way I've processed it, one, first and foremost, I hope that he is safe and healthy. Uh, I hope him and his family are as well. And obviously, we're going to support the Funchess family 100% on his decision and his decision to opt out. In order to process it as a football fan, as a Packers fan, I, I kind of thought, well, Gutekunst really took a gamble. You know, he just took a, a low-risk gamble, one-year deal on a guy that was injured the year before in Indianapolis, who uh, had had a season or two that were great with Carolina. So the way I processed it was, well, may, maybe he doesn't do anything this year. And clearly, Gutekunst had to know that they weren't going all in on Funchess with that acquisition. They're big on Begleton, but clearly they, like you said, I think that they— trust their wide receiver core. It'll be interesting to see more people, more players opt out and what that does uh, to different positional groups. But with that, as we wrap up New Camp, Matt Fralick on tap, I've got this question that I did not unveil to you during our pre-production or any sort of discussion. So this is something that Maybe you have heard if you, uh, if you tuned into a recent episode of the Unknown Packers podcast. If you didn't, no pressure, no worries. I still love you, my other brother from another mother. But as we wrap up our third episode together, uh, it was great to have you here. And I can't wait to talk Packers with you again, for sure. But the question that you've been waiting for is, Ken propose this to me at the end of our episode. So there's three guys, Brian Gudekunst. Matt LaFleur, and Jordan Love. When it's all said and done, who's the last one standing?
2: That's a great question, man. And no, I didn't catch that on the recent one, so I have to go back and listen. No worries.
1: No worries. Um, No worries. You got some time?
2: We do. So Jordan Love, I'm going to say Jordan Love's the shortest time just because of the average age of an NFL player. I don't see how a player would last longer than a coach or a GM, especially when they're young guys at GM and coach. So I think he's for sure out of the mix. Um, this is tough because now now I go back and forth and I debate wh- how the hierarchy works right now because I look mm-hmm. at the draft this year and you kind of are like, was this mostly Gutekunst guys? Was Josiah Deguara? Was A.J. Dillon like the Matt LaFleur like I need these guys go get them for me right. so that's that's the kind of back and forth I go and we're going to we're going to reference this draft I think in years to come if it, this was a pivotal point in both their careers if I had to mm-hmm. pick man I would say I would say Gutekunst probably lasts the longest that's just my gut because I feel like a GM that went out and got Preston Smith Cedric Smith and Amos in one free agency I feel like that's something mm-hmm. that like people don't forget right where People will forget a thirteen and three season as a rookie coach and the culture shift that you created. If there is a few years of five hundred football or sub five hundred football, people don't really remember that. Um, and there's a lot. Of, I mean, Matt Nagy's one I like to bring up all the time. He was he was really in his infancy as a Bears coach, yeah. and kind of just now they haven't had success. That really so, had yeah. Right. So it's it's what have you done for me lately type of thing. So I think. I think if all said and done, Gudikuns is the guy right now. Um, but what was your what was your answer and what was Ken's answer? I'm interested. Well,
1: you could have fooled me that you didn't tune into the episode because what you just mentioned, how you were able to process it, was exactly how I processed it. I chose Brian Gudikuns because, for one, I mean the legacy of Brian Gudikuns does ride with Jordan Love. He knew this. I mean, he's been with the Green Bay Packers since 98. He was there when Ted Thompson selected Aaron Rodgers. He was there when the divorce and the passing of the torch, he was there. He was there with Mike McCarthy into Coach Lafleur, and yet he still made that pick with Jordan Love. So how savvy and how smart Brian Gutekunst is, he made this pick. So he he will live with it, but... If he's the longest, that means he hit on Jordan Love. And I just I, I foresee a GM lasting longer than a quarterback personally. Lefleur is tied to Gudikunst. That is Gudakunst's guy. He's the one that said, hey, I want to draft him or uh, hire him. And Mark Murphy was like, I like him too. So that was my selection was Brian Gudekunst because if he hits on Jordan Love, he's there. But at the same time, like you said, Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Adrian Amos. He hit on Jair Alexander. He's got a couple more options with some other draft picks, but it looks like he hit on Elton Jenkins, Darnell Savage. I believe uh, Rashawn Gary, Jay Sternberger's another one. So he's got a resume. Ken selected Jordan Love, Hmm. and uh, I wasn't able to get a response from him. So he had posed it on on Twitter. And then he had just responded, I would choose Jordan Love. So I am meaning to talk to Ken about why he selected Jordan Love. But it is another reason why we are cut from the same cloth. And I'm so thrilled to have you come aboard and have your own self-titled guest episode, New Camp, Matt Fralick on tap. Before we wrap up, where can everyone find you throughout social media?
2: Yeah, just uh, look for me on Twitter. That's usually where I do it. If you, you know, you can follow me on Instagram or f- f- send a friend request on Facebook, for all means. That's, that's kind of strange. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, by all means. But um, you can follow me on Twitter at Matt underscore Frey underscore. It's at M-A-T-T underscore F-R-A underscore. Uh, definitely check out Packaday Podcast, PackersWorldwide.com. I feel like there's always some piece of content I have rolling out right now, which is good. It's a consistent thing, and I I couldn't do it with all the people that I'm connected with, though, because to do it by yourself as a one-man band is darn near impossible, or you probably wouldn't have a job or a personal life. So um, check me out on Twitter. I I love connecting with people and just going back and forth if you're a rational human being about the NFL, if you're about the Packers, and just bouncing ideas off each other. I love that, but that's um, that's where you can find me uh, this day and age.
1: Well, there you have it. Hope you enjoyed our latest on our new camp series and our guest episode. Stay tuned for more of our new camp series. I am your host, Bryce Christensen, and this is the Unknown Packers Podcast. Thank you so much for following the Unknown Packers podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Unknown Packers, as well as Facebook, Instagram, the Unknown Packers podcast. You can check us out on our website, theunknownpackers.com, and a variety of different podcast platforms as well. You can also say, hey, Alexa, play the Unknown Packers podcast. That's right.
0: We're friends with Alexa. Go Pack Go. This podcast was edited and produced by Sonic Transformation. Sonic Transformation. Your sound refined.
2: Follow the unknown. Oh, yeah. That was way too high. I'm a pretty loud talker to begin with.